today we are starting to read through book two of the Psalms, which is Psalm 42 through 72. And while the first book was written by David, we're going to start to see a change in book two with some of the tone and the structure and the voice of the Psalms. Um, Psalm 42, which we're reading today, was written by the sons of Korah. And so I pray that as we step into this new section of Psalms, that you would have a renewed sense of God's spirit continuing continuing to draw you to him through his word. And today we're going to talk about having a thirst and a hunger for God's word. So that's my prayer over you today, that this psalm would continue to lead you to hunger and thirst for God. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are starting book two of the Psalms. And while Psalms is traditionally read or seen as one large book, it's actually divided into five sections that make up that large book. And so up until now, for the last 41 days or so, we've been doing one Psalm a day. And that was the first book of Psalms, where it really talked about God's presence being with us in the midst of all of the things that life throws at us. So um, whether it was seasons of grief or feeling defeated or abandoned or illness, we just saw this picture of God always being beside us. In book two, we're going to do chapters 42 through 72. That's book two. We're really seeing how God goes before us. And so I'm going to read 
And just as a reminder, this is a devotional reading. We're not spending a lot of time on each of these. We're just doing a brief devotional reading each day. But my encouragement is for you to go back and reread this maybe later in the day and just meditate on what God is saying to you through these passages of scripture. This is a psalm that is done by the sons of Korah. So in the first book of Psalms, they were mostly all Psalms of David, or sometimes they were unnamed, but we still assume that David was the author of the majority of those Psalms. Sometimes they might have been like part of the temple hymn or liturgy or ceremony. Um, And so there's different uses for those. But because we know that David was also uh, a musician and a leader of worship, most scholars agree that book one was primarily written by David. So we're going to start seeing psalms that are written by other people, which means there's going to be a little bit different of tone and style as we read through this second book of the Psalms. So starting in verse one, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God. With shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So the sons of Korah, these were a family of singers and worship leaders from the Israelite tribe of Levi. And so if you're not familiar, you don't remember, the Levites, the tribe of Levi, were the ones that were charged with leading in the temple. They were the priests, the priests, uh, family of worship leaders, singers, the ones that would be leading the worship in the temple were all from the tribe of Levi. In verse 2, let me read it. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? So just as water is necessary for our physical life, so much so is God and his presence necessary for our spiritual life. And for us to have this complete satisfaction and wholeness in areas of our lives. You know, one of the things that I always teach the children, I was, I was a children's pastor for 10 years. One of the things I always teach the children is to make this heart shape with their hands. And so you've seen it before, you know, each hand makes half of the heart and you put together, it makes this heart shape. And I would have them put that heart shape over their heart and help them to understand that God has created this God shaped hole in their hearts. And we as humans tend to try to fill that with lots of things. And it might be 
um, other relationships, or it might be addictions, or it might be career, or it might be stuff like houses and boats and cars and clothes and, or it might be travel or like there's this longing that we try to fill up with any way we can. But in all honesty, that longing, that hole there was created to be filled by God. And I think that's really important to point out because when it's talking about our soul thirsting for God, that's what it's really describing is this thirst that we have that can only be quenched by God's spirit. And so for those that trust God, they will get to this place of really hungering and thirsting for a deeper relationship with him and also for his activity in our lives, to see a move of God in our lives. And I, I, that's a really healthy place to be because when we're hungry for God's spirit to move in our lives, we tend to see God's spirit moving in our lives. When we're in a place of complacency where we aren't even really praying for that, it's unlikely you're going to see it. Now, sometimes you will and it'll, it'll kind of like charge you up and bring you back to where you're supposed to be. But really the ones that start to see God's fruition in his in their lives are the ones that are thirsting for it, that are looking for it. They're asking God for it. And if we stop thirsting for God, we die spiritually. And that's why it's so important not to allow anything to take away this deep desire to know God and his purposes. And we have to kind of avoid becoming distracted by the circumstances of life. I was talking about this with somebody yesterday where they're, they were doing lots of things, all good things. And each one of those things externally, you could have looked at each one of those things and said, yeah, that's, you know, something as a Christian, you could be called to do that. Um, but the combination of all those things got to a place where it was overwhelming her ability to handle it all. And the thing that fell by the wayside was the relationship with God. The time spent studying the word in worship, in prayer, journaling, um, those kinds of things that was what the first thing that fell away. And I think the temptation in this life, one of the, the biggest um, tools of the trade that the enemy uses is to distract Christians and keep them busy. But I, I want to tell you what I told her. If something is keeping you from God, it's not from God. And that's not to say that the specific things that you are doing are evil. That's not what I'm saying. But for you, for where you're at, for the stage that you're at in your life, for the for being a good steward of the time that God has given you, if there's something that is taking you away from God, it's not from God. Because the things that are from God are going to take you closer to him. And so we have to be very intentional about making sure that just even the circumstances of life, let alone worrying or the needs that we have or the successes that we have or the different things that attract us or that we're chasing for pleasure. We have to make sure that we guard against those things because those things can very quickly and very easily choke out our hunger and our thirst for God, especially if we are we are yearning for getting those things satisfied in the world. This, the, Especially with the younger people today, it's that whole, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. And we're thirsting and hungering after the things that, that the world can offer. But yet they don't realize that even if they get those things, it's not going to lead to satisfaction because we're trying to fill out this or fill up this hole that that we have where that thirst and that hunger for God is the only thing that can fill it. And it also chasing those things robs us of the desire 
and the discipline that we need to pursue a deeper relationship with God through his word and through prayer. If we don't have time to read and be in the word and study the word and to listen to the word and and to pray through the word, we're not going to hear God's voice in our lives. And so we have this tendency to think that as a Christian, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do and ask God to bless it. That that's not the reality. The reality is, is pr- our primary responsibility is to pursue God in his word and then allow that to push us towards the different things that he wants us to do, because it's about God's agenda. It's not ours. It's not about him blessing our agenda. It's about us coming alongside and abiding and listening for what his agenda is in our lives. Because again, his yoke is easy. He's not going to call us to do something that he hasn't empowered or equipped us to do. It's when we do all these other things on our own and then just ask him to bless it. That's when we get overwhelmed. That's when we get burdened. That's when it drives us away from him. And so we have to shift our thinking. And then the other thing I think that we need to remember is that as we pray, we, we have to get to a place where we desire God's presence. And, and as we pray and we experience God's presence, what will happen is that desire tends to get deeper and stronger. So the more you're in God's presence, the more you desire to be in God's presence. And so that requires something from us that requires this openness to the gifts of the spirit this openness to what god wants to do in and through us to the direction and the power of the work of the holy spirit and so our passion to see god's purposes fulfilled on this earth also grows deeper until it drives us to this place of prayer and passion and spiritual thirst like this deer that pants for the water in verse one as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you oh god that's the prayer of my heart that's the place i want to be i want to be in this place where i desire god's spirit and the works of his spirit so much that i'm like a deer panting for water after running through the woods Let's go down to verse six. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mizar. My soul is downcast. Those that thirst for God and really desire this greater evidence of his presence and his working in their lives. They often, we often find ourselves waiting on God when things don't seem to happen right away. And so we talked about this uh, this week, or we talked about it uh, a couple days ago, about this season of waiting when we're waiting on God. But as believers, when we're being faithful, there's a call to continue to pursue this deeper relationship with God, no matter what the outward circumstances are, no matter what our feelings are, no matter if God is working and operating in our timing or not. And so... The Lord promises to bless people who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, despite the circumstances, despite the new cycle, despite the action or lack of action on the things that they're praying for. So even when God seems to be silent, we have to continue to develop this relationship with him as we allow the Holy Spirit to build our character and continue leading us closer to him. And so we can't give up this hope because we're seeking his unfailing love, despite what the circumstances around us dictate, we get to a place where we can really recognize his working in our lives. So if we have this temptation to have a downcast soul, 
we have to recognize what's verse 7 say, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. We have to recognize there's this great love that sustains us despite how we're feeling. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it again as we think through this concept of thirsting after God. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By the day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Lord God, I pray that we would not allow the distractions of this world, whether it is circumstances or suffering or grief or greed or success or failure or provision or lack, God, help us to stay focused on who you are and to thirst after you, Lord God, so much so that as we experience you, it would give us an even greater thirst for you and your spirit and the works of your hand. God, help us to be just like deer that are panting for water after running through the woods. Lord, help us to long for you, to pant after you, to thirst for you. And God, I pray that as we are in this place of thirsting for you, that we would see you working, that we would see your spirit and the things that we are praying for to, to see them before our very eyes, how you are working on our behalf or on the behalf of your people. God, I thank you that as we long for you and we seek you, you promise to be found. You promise to prove yourself faithful. So Lord, as we do that, as we set out to study book two of the Psalms, help that to be the prayer of our hearts as we thirst and hunger for you. God, I pray that you would ignite that in my friends, that we would come to the word with this sense of longing to hear your spirit and your voice. It's in Jesus name we ask these things. Amen. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that we have lots of great resources for you in the She Hears shop. So if you are looking for something to do after you finish the She Hears Bible study, or even if you would like a Bible to go along with the Psalm study that we're doing, we have lots of note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles. There's kind of something for everyone in there. And a new thing we put in the shop is something I love. I use it with my teenage daughters, is the real pretty Bible books of the Bible markers. So you, they're little tabs you put on the outside of your Bible and they help you easily be able to see and flip to different books of the Bible. It's so helpful like for church or when you're doing a Bible study to easily be able to see where you're going. So I pray all those things are resources that you will find helpful. And again, you can find those at shehears.org on the resources page.
Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.